welcome to the Lead 222 podcast, created to help student ministry leaders stay healthy and become more effective in life and leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Bo Boshears and Dave Hootke. Welcome to Lead 222 podcast, where we focus on helping youth leaders around the country um, really to be healthy leaders in their own personal life. Uh, within their family and ministry. Uh, we normally talk about one of our five core values, but this uh, podcast I'm, I'm really looking forward to is we want to share with you what we're hearing in our community. And um, you're going to hear a little bit more how we determine this, but we're really hearing the word about discouragement. And so today, uh, our guest is not a guest at all. It's actually someone you've heard on all of our episodes, and, that, and that's Dave. So Dave, yes. what? To the podcast. Hey, thanks. It's uh, it's good to be uh, on the podcast. <laughs> and, you know, Dave, what's so cool? Like when you and I were praying through, as we do, and try to do our podcast. I think we both felt, especially uh, when we got some information about our community through our valuations, um, that discouragement came up. And before I share yeah. what you're going to do, why don't you explain what that was? How did we hear that? Yeah. So we have you know um, forms that uh, our community fills out. And, um, and so we had, um, many questions, but one of them had to deal with, you know, our lead life and, uh, you can always go back to episode 11 and I define what the lead life values are for us and kind of what uh, a healthy leader looks like with our lead life values. So you can always go back to episode 11 and listen to that. And so, um, 75% Bo of people that that uh, turned in these, these forms are dealing with discouragement in this season. And right. I mean, I, I with COVID and everything going on, it, it's really understandable, um, you know, to think about discouragement being a big part of what everybody is dealing with. And so some of the, some of the things that we're hearing back and some of the things that people listed was loneliness, um, not being with students right now. And, uh, you know, just having such a passion to love students and to be with them. And they can't right now in this season and some are slowly getting back to doing that, but many of them were not or still not able to do that. And so it's really discouraging uncertainty about the future. Um, you know, people are questioning their effectiveness. You know, I had a coaching call with a, a guy that I'm coaching two days ago and uh, you know, he, he just talked about being discouraged and he said, I have this internal voice of I'm not doing enough. And, and I think that's so common. I think a lot of us feel that way, you know, um, because ministry looks so different right now. Um, students are disengaged, you know, early on, everybody's dealing with the zoom fatigue. And so there's this overwhelming cloud of discouragement that everybody's feeling right now. And Dave, you know, we also know that youth ministry in itself is not an easy position. You're always trying to obviously build your ministry. And we right. know sometimes that can get all whacked out, you know, when numbers aren't there and you start feeling like, oh, that's what it's all about. But we have also heard that in this time, people are concerned, you know, are students going to come back and they're feeling all this pressure of how do I keep them? And, and um, yeah, so we can, we understand yeah. Uh, why there could be some discouragement out there. But we also know, Dave, and that's what this podcast is all about. We also know that the enemy is really alive too and can that's come right. in and confuse us during this time. And so that's where it led to today. Uh, again, as I mentioned, Dave's going to share with us um, his kind of uh, experience with discouragement. 
And Dave, um, you obviously are becoming a, a dear friend. I value you and your positions on lead. You're a gifted man. You've had uh, successful, effective ministry at very large churches. You have a wonderful family. You love the Lord. And so when I hear this story, I'm thrown back too. So I want, why, don't you, why don't you give us the, the, what happened in this time? What, what do you remember in a real significant time of discouragement for you? Yeah, I mean, and this is, this is recently, you know. Um, I feel like I ha- have been in a two to three year type of um, season of, of discouragement. And um, honestly, I, I really feel like, um, you know, I'm starting to really get into a better rhythm, but, um, man, it's, it's been tough, you know? And, um, so I was, I was at a good place. I was at, at a church, um, you know, for 11 years. And in 2016, I had uh, a college buddy ask me to come out West and to be campus pastor out there. And, and well, Dave, hold on, you're being humble. You're at a very large church, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, Teaching we, in front of, you're teaching in front of thousands of people. So it's not like, I mean, you're at a good place and then keep going. Yeah. And um, blessed to have the opportunity to, to speak at this church, you know, six to eight times a year and as well as being the campus pastor and leading a campus. And, and so I go out to, you know, we interviewed and, and Don and I, my wife and I felt very strongly like God was in this and he's leading us. Uh, to this place, you know, it was hard to to leave a place we'd been at 11 years and, and, um, you know, just so many great um, memories and the people we love, but we, we felt like God was leading us to this next step, you know, this next season of ministry. And so we go out there and, and, um, you know, early on, I could, I could tell like this was a very different culture, you know, just very different type of, uh, church culture and all of that. And, and, um, you know, eight, 10 months in, uh, I was told he, you know, by the, by the senior pastor, he doesn't trust me from the stage and doesn't like my preaching style and didn't want me to preach anymore. And, and, uh, started to really go through, um, a very tough bout of discouragement, um, questioning now my own gifts, you know, as he's kind of told me what my gifts are and what they aren't. And, um, you know, it, it began just kind of this snowball effect where it was really tough, Bo. And, and uh, my wife and I just started to deal with health issues from the stress of everything. And, um, you know, and, and also knowing like we moved our entire family across the country and, and wanted to make this work. And so did this, did this, Dave, when, you know, these words came to you that <clears throat> indicated that, you know, you don't have the gifts to do this position. Did, did, obviously, did you lose all confidence? Did you question, what were you questioning? Was there a sense of just unraveling at that point of saying, wait a minute, do I have, did you believe him? Was what, what was, what were you feeling? Well, at first I was confused, you know, I, I, you know, for so long, um, you know, I felt like God had given me an opportunity to use this gift and, and these gifts and, um, you know, and, and was always affirmed in that. And so I was confused. And so then, um, you know, I would, I would come back and, and then I was, I was told some, you know, some more criticism with those gifts. And so then it starts to, to go through of like, now I'm, I am questioning 
you know, I am questioning those gifts and, um, and then just kind of questioning God, why, why did you bring me out here? This is not going like what I thought it was going to be, you know, everything just, just turned upside down. And, and then, you know, they moved, you know, I was moved to um, missions out of, out of the campus pastor role. And, um, and so I'm trying to make that work because I don't want to uproot my family again. And so I'm trying to make it work, even though like there's this heavy now anger, um, frustration and confusion and and really just discouraged. I felt like the enemy was just continuing to pound those words of, you know, I don't trust you or um, you don't have the gift to do this. And so it began like this inner. You started to lose your whole identity, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Losing, you know, that, that that piece of, of, you know, what I've always known. And, um, and so it was, it was, it was super discouraging. And then now I'm starting to feel like, do I even really want to be in ministry? And I never thought I would be at that place, Bo. Never. You know, we, we have loved the local church and loved serving. And, but now I'm just questioning all of that. And, um, so you end up going on a, during this time, they moved you over to the mission department and you actually end up going on a significant mission trip and yeah. tell us how that yeah. So my wife and I go, was with the elder and his wife, we're going to go visit missionaries. And, and uh, you know, what was really significant about that trip too is, is the missionaries that we went to visit and, um, and to really try to encourage, they were going through basically the same thing that Don and I were going through. And um, it really ended up being where we encouraged each other. And, um, and, and so that was really a powerful trip to be able to like, God saw both of us, but also used both couples to encourage each other in that moment. And then, you know, I get back and, um, you know, I, I kind of had a meeting where um, I got tag teamed a little bit. And, um, you know, they told me they didn't need a campus pastor, but they're going to move someone else that was on staff uh, to that campus pastor role. And, um, you know, they asked how I felt about that. You know, they made that decision while I was gone. And then they come back and ask how I feel about it. And, man, it felt like just I just got hit sucker punched in the gut, you know, of like just a super hurtful thing. And, you know, after he asked that, I, I honestly, I, I couldn't even answer right away because I was just so hurt. And I was trying to compose myself of like, you know, what is the wise thing to do right here in this moment? And, and so I asked, a, you know, a couple follow-up questions. And then, Bo, all of a sudden, I just felt a release from the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, before before Don and I went to Peru in January, we started a 30 day prayer. We, we had sought mentors and friends and really we sought advice on what to do next in this moment. And, you know, we had a friend that encouraged us, why don't you take 30 days and intentionally and specifically pray and ask God, maybe he'll reconcile. And if he does, God, we will stay and be faithful. If not show us that we need to move on. That was our prayer. So we started that prayer and then we get back from Peru. I get into this meeting and all of a sudden I feel this release from the Holy spirit of like, and and right there in that moment, as I felt this release, I, I said, I resign. I'm choosing to resign. 
And, um, you know, they said, you know, we talked and, and, um, you know, they were very compassionate and grace, graceful in that moment. And, um, they, they said, come back tomorrow morning and, and we'll tell you when your last day is. <laughs> so, so I leave that meeting and I have to call my wife and say like, Hey, <laughs> I just resigned. I just resigned. You know, like then there's like that, Oh crap moment of like, Oh man, what did I do? But you know, I felt, you know, even though it was like, Oh my gosh, the uncertainty of what's next, there was a peace. There and was then, a Dave, peace. Would, would you say that that confidence came within those 30 days because of your disciplines? Cause isn't it true? Like what's kind of unique about that, that very day, was the end of the 30 day? Is that true? Well, they, so the next morning I come back and they tell me, they tell me two weeks is my last day. They gave me a specific day. That was day 30. So my last day that they gave me was day 30 of our 30 days of prayer. Yeah. 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 And um, you know, what's, what's amazing too is, is I really feel like and how hard and difficult and discouraging all that was, I really do feel like God was preparing us. So two months before all this, Bo, I woke up in the middle of the, well, I was, I woke up, it was, I looked at the clock, it was 5am. And, um, and I felt like the Lord say, get up, I've got something to show you. So I, I get up, I make my coffee, you know, kind of my routine. And I go to my chair where I have my devotions and, and I'm like, Lord, I, I'm here. I'm listening and um, I'm open to, to what you have to say. And, and Bo, there's been a few specific times in my life where I just feel like the Lord was so crystal clear in his voice to me. And this was one of those moments. And, and all of a sudden after, you know, some time of just like stilling my spirit, like just calming myself and listening, I felt like the Lord say very clear, your significance is not in what you do. And he repeated that your significance is not in what you do. So I got out my journal and I'm writing this down. And, um, and then he said, you know, your encouragement is, is not from, you know, the lead pastor. It's from me. Your identity is not being a pastor. It's being a child of God. And it was so amazing and just encouraging. And, and, and then, so I resigned the next Sunday. I'm not employed at a church. It's my son's birthday. So I get up, I make breakfast and I'm like, I actually can go to church with my family together. <laughs> I haven't done that in years. And so we had um, researched a, another church that we were going to go to. And so we go and I, both like worship was just amazing. It was like the first time in a long time I'm worshiping without anger and hurt and bitterness. And like, it was just free worship. It was just so powerful for me. And then they go into the message and it was all about your significance is not in what you do. Wow. And, and you just, that's, that was the exact promptings you yes, had two months ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my first Sunday, I'm not employed at a church first time. And you know, I don't know, almost 20 years. God's God is telling me, listen, your identity is not in being a pastor or being employed at a church. It's in me. Yeah. Your identity is in me. Now, what are you, what's happening at this point? Are you, oh, are I'm, you? I'm, I'm like a faucet. I'm just, I'm in tears. You know, my, my middle daughter, Avery, she's like, dad, are you okay? <laughs> and, and I, and it was just, it was just like, God, it just felt like this big hug, like, 
like God saw me and he saw us in this moment and in this hurt and in this discouragement. And, and he was just reminding me of who I am and it's not about what I do. And so it was just, it was just really powerful. So David, listen, for the, for the listeners, and by the way, thanks for sharing that. I know that had to be extremely difficult and we've worked in student ministry, like you mentioned for many, many years, me, many more than you, a little older than you. <laughs> And, um, but you know, where we hear these stories of, of total discouragement. And I think today what I want to do is really help by listening to your story, some things that you did. So if you retract Dave to that point where you're being affirmed as a child of God, yeah, kind of cool. Here we are, you know, the whole difference between some of us who always work at church and forget that we are in church and able just to, you know, be a child right. of God to, you're at that point. Why don't you back up and give some real practical steps as you have thought through the, what, what would you say? What helped? How did you get to that place? And I know it's a process. I know it was a long one. Yeah, it was a process, you know, and then we went through, I took a sabbatical, you know, which was really, um, you know, amazing to be able to do. I took a three month sabbatical and, and, um, you know, at that time, Bo, I didn't know if I was going to go back into ministry and, you know, my wife, who is amazing, she said, let's not make any decisions until you go through this sabbatical. And um, wise woman. Yes, yes. And so I did. And, you know, over that time of just really seeking the Lord, spending a lot of time um, on prayer hikes, you know, and and, um, spending time in the angry Psalms and just allowing God to, to just kind of reshape me and encourage me. And, and my ministry, you know, my passion for ministry came back. So then I went through a long process of trying to find what's next. And um, I went through many months of no paycheck. And, um, you know, I'm driving for Lyft. I'm trying to make ends meet, but there's a lot of stress, you know. And then, you know, it really became a surrendering process, Bo. Like I've always surrendered and, you know, it's like you, you give your life to the Lord and you you give your ministry over to him and different things. But this was, this was a moment for me in my life where I truly, I had nowhere else to go. I couldn't make a way on my own. It seemed like every door was closing. Every road I started to go down, it seemed like a dead end. And I just said, Lord, I can't make a way. I am truly surrendering to you. And Bo, I'm telling you, like all of a sudden, someone started paying our mortgage. We started getting checks randomly out of the blue that started to meet our needs. It was really amazing in the surrendering process. And so I would say one thing is I just really had to surrender. I couldn't make a way on my own. And, um, and so that was a big thing. And I think, too, going through moments and seasons of discouragement, for me, it was like, I think it's a season where my wife and I, we really drew closer together. And I would say for couples too, that might be discouraged or you're in a season of discouragement, really come together and share and process together, you know, those feelings and, and those hurts and different things and share that together and well, Dave, so even, you, get, even counseling. Right. Dave, were you being, that's what I was going to say. Were you, were you very intentional? You know, we talk about healthy families during this time. I know Don's amazing. You have an amazing family and she was right there with you. So there was an intentionality just to come down and talk about this. Is that what you're saying? Talk about it. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. For us. And, um, and really, 
you know, we, we did a lot of um, prayer walks together. We, we processed a lot. We, we talked a lot. And, um, and that really drew us together. And, um, and I'm so grateful for that because it could have gone the other way, you know. Um, but that does take intentionality to really come together and do, um, you know, that hard work together. And so that was a big thing. And I think we're, we, it was a time, too, where, like, I felt like we could hear God even stronger or, or, you know, his voice a little bit clearer than sometimes in other seasons. I will be near the brokenhearted. Yes. So yes. And yeah. so we would share like different, different things where we felt like God was speaking to us and encouraging us. And I know for Dawn, like one of the big things for her was she just kept over and over, whether it's through devotions and songs and things like that, like God was telling her, I see you, I see you in the midst of what you're going through in this valley, I see you. And so for her to share that with me was like really encouraging because like, well, God sees us, Yeah. you know? And so that was that. So we would share like, okay, what is God, you know, and how is he speaking to each of us? And that was, that was powerful. What, what about your, your children? How old are they? Yeah. So um, three kids, Jackson now is 16, Avery's 14 and Maya's 11. Oh, right there. So what, so how did you, what? Yeah, it was tough. You know, we, it was really hard. And, and Don and I, from the moment, you know, from that very beginning really said like, okay, this, this could be something that the kids could really get hurt by the church. Right. And, and, and so we carry decided, that with them. Yeah. yeah. Carry that with them. And, and, you know, early on we told the girls, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, when we go out to eat and we have a bad experience at a restaurant, it doesn't mean that we stop going out to eat, yeah. you know, and it's the same, you know what, there, this church experience for us, it just didn't go the way we thought it would, but we love the church, you know, and Christ died for the church. And so we decided that Don and I are going to set the temperature and how the kids respond. That's good, Dave. Yeah. And so we had to be mindful. Now, were we perfect in that? No. Like we, you know, there was moments where they saw us, you know, raw and real, and we processed and we prayed together and, and, you know, we apologized at moments, but we really tried to do the best that we could in going through that season with the kids and to help them navigate and process their own feelings too. Um, you know, and so that was something that we navigated, you know, like even little things like we made a playlist on Spotify called We Are Gonna Make It. <laughs> and just like we just put songs in there that you put that in the notes. You need to give everyone that <laughs> yeah. after this. Okay, yeah, we we could put that in the in the show notes of some songs that just really spoke to us, you know, and, and then you know, because music really speaks to us in those seasons and yeah. and and those songs just encouraged us. And Dave, how you know, obviously as a we're a mentoring organization and, and you know, uh, what would, what part did your mentors play uh, quickly? In huge, that? huge, Bo, huge, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I've tried to, um, throughout this whole season, constantly reach out to my mentors. And because when you get into that discouragement, it's so easy to listen to the lies of the enemy and those mentors and those, those people that know you, and they want to speak life into you. And that was so powerful for us to be able to like people that know our hearts, 
and know us then can speak into us, right? They'll speak truth and they did, but they also spoke life and encouragement into us. That was so monumental to go through and to walk through that. And, you know, like we have to go through these seasons, but there's moments where you grow through them as well. Like God teaches you. And I think mentors help you really like take those lessons and to really help you then see them for what they are and to see them of like, this is how God is using and teaching you. And he is at work. It's like reminding you of all of those things that sometimes in the midst of discouragement get so pushed down and they bring it back to the forefront and to remind you, listen, God sees you. He, he, you do have gifts. And you know, Bo, one thing that the mentors not knowing that that word of not trusting was spoken to me. I had three different mentors use the word trust to me, not knowing that. And I felt it was like God just breathing life back into me and, and reaffirming, listen, that's a lie. I do trust you. And Dave, you know that that's what's so awesome. How God uses, you know, we use this statement all the time that, the whole point of why we really asked and if you're listening people who are listening to this podcast without a, a mentor or coach that's what we're all about uh, contact us but the idea of being known yeah you know someone who really knows you and loves you loves you enough to speak truth to you but also loves you enough to show you grace and space and not judgment and and speaking back like you said words that you knew were in your heart but someone that you trust can say hey Dave you're beloved you're gifted don't, you know, and I mean, that's just the truth found in scripture. We're not made to be alone and we need yeah. mentors in this time. Dave, we always ask, and you know this, you ask, we, we, we normally conduct this, you're conducting right. <laughs> on the side of the podcast, but you know, we always ask um, all the guests we have on, you know, what do you want to say to our listeners? And Dave, you're a part of this community. You're a coach and mentor. I mean, you're, you, know, you do church staffing. I mean, I know, I wish I had time to tell the story because I know that even for you to be a part of a lead was a, a prayer. Yeah. That yeah. I know you had other offers and then for God just brought you into lead because yeah. because of this very thing, you want to help yeah. other people. You love the church. Exactly. And, yeah. And that's pretty really cool. So I'm very fortunate to have God's favor on lead to have you on part of the staff. But what would you say, Dave, in regards to the people listening that are going through the discouragement? We know they are. Yeah. You've, you've read what people yeah, say I, I, practically. I, I think too, you're not alone, you know, and I think there's, there's, there are seasons of discouragement and um, you know, especially right now during this, this COVID-19 season it's it's very difficult. It's, it's tough. And you're not alone, but I, I want you to be encouraged, encouraged, like God sees you <laughs> and uh, he is at work, even when you don't see it, even when you don't feel that's I love that song, you know, uh, that God is at work and he's moving and um, he's got great things in store. You know, I, I look back now, two and a half, three years later, right, of going through that season and now to be where I am now. Um, man, it's, it, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful. But I also know that, you know, in those seasons, we have to come to a surrendering, but we also have to have a posture of like, God, what do I need to learn in this season? 
because it's so easy to get so internal and want to rush out of the valley, right? And we, we want to get out of there as fast as we can. We don't like um, being uncomfortable. We don't like going through those valleys. But to go through them, God really wants to grow us because he cares more about our character and who we are becoming. And he's preparing purpose ahead. And, um, and so I would just really encourage you, um, stay focused on Jesus. Seek him, seek him and be intentional with your prayers. Be intentional with your prayers. And, um, and no, like we are here at lead and we, if you don't uh, have a coach or mentor, please reach out to us. And, you know, this is why we're here. This is, this is why I'm so grateful that God's led me into this. You know, I've been a part of lead since 2008. I've had a coach since then and mentor and I've been coaching and mentoring. Uh, and I'm so grateful for the lead community. And, and Bo, I, I just want to say I'm grateful for you because you know, there was, there was moments I reached out to you as well. And you spoke life and encouragement into me and it it meant a lot. And, and so don't do ministry alone out there. That's right. And, you know, and as we close this out, it's again, there's so much more to obviously such amazing stories. I'm looking at you on the screen here and here you are in your new home, just all the things that God is, there's so many stories behind that of God, just how he, blessed you and brought back, you know, your, your families together and your yeah. home and your and the restart. And, and listen, we just want to finish by saying, we also know that there's situations that where you need more than a coach. You need, sometimes you need professional help. Yeah. And we want to make sure that if you're going through this, talk to your coach, be, you know, we talked about the last 10%, 10% of truth. Don't be afraid to share because you can sometimes feel embarrassed or feel, you know, so much anger. You don't want to let anyone know. Talk to the, your mentor. Talk to your coach. But there are times when you need to take the next step. If you need counseling, if, if your discouragement has gone to a place where you're, you're really feeling depressed and just want to say with all our hearts, a whole community, take a step. Go get, go, go get help through a professional and that's a wonderful thing to do. That's what, that's how you stay healthy. That's, that's right. a great thing to do to, to yeah. go. And so if we can help in any way, uh, we're always, Dave always mentions end of our podcast, contact us, you know, Dave at lead222.com. Contact me at Bo at lead222.com. And, and really we see you for real. We're, we feel that God's called us into this season for um, this type of be with community. So we appreciate everyone there. Uh, we want you to know that we've got some great things coming up. Dave, thank you for sharing your story. You thank know, you. I, that, it's a wonderful thing. And, and I am so thankful uh, that um, to see you as the healthy person and your honesty and transparency. Uh, I know that was a part of bringing you to that health. And so we just say again, uh, we are here. Uh, Dave always closes this out. So I'm going to have him closing out with his, he always has one thing to say. But uh, hey, we will be sharing more with you about our NLCC. It's coming Uh, You don't want to miss that. Our National League um, Conference, uh, coaching conference, uh, we'll be talking to you more about that even next episode. So, Dave, why don't you close us out? And and, um, Yeah, thanks again. And and, uh, just really appreciate uh, the opportunity uh, to share. And and, uh, I love what you just said, too, Bo. We see you, and uh, we want to come alongside you. And um, and that's the power and, um, you know, the just the amazing benefit of our community here at lead. And so if you're not a part of lead, 
go to lead222.com, sign sure. up. And, Get uh, on it. It's join good. the community. Join us for the, the National Lead Coaches Conference, August 18th as well. So thanks for joining us today. So um, encouraged and, and appreciate all of you. And uh, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you, please rate, review it, uh, go to Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, subscribe, share it with your friends. Well, thanks for joining us today. Be sure to join us next week and uh, stay inspired. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lead 222 Podcast. Please consider joining our community of leaders. Together, we're committed to experiencing healthy lives, healthy families, and healthy ministries. Learn more at lead222.com.